We are live. I've mentioned before that the only drug I've done that you would say is above weed in the on the narcotics list would be Molly. I tried Molly a few times in college. And uh, one interaction that particularly stood out to me was we were doing it. Um, a gentleman named uh, Bo sold drugs on campus. And he was a very nice guy. And he asked me if I wanted to try some. And I was kind of, eh, hemming and hawing, wasn't quite sure. And he goes, hey, first little bit I'll give you for free if you want to try it. That's how they get you. I said, all right, what the hell? And then I, uh, when I, after I took it, I said, thank you. I appreciate that. And he said, Mike, don't thank me. I'm a drug dealer. I want to get you hooked on this stuff. And I feel like that's what I've done with Craig and Stuttering John now. I've given you a little taste. I'm asking all these questions. I'm reading up on it. <laughs> he says to me, before we start here, Craig goes, why are they calling us dabblers? <laughs> He's like, learning, folks. He's, we're getting him in uh, slowly but surely. We are, uh, we're part of the dabbleverse now. I think we're going to have to get the stuttering John again because the results speak for themselves. You well, talk about John and people start diving in. It was an instant block, too. Um. Oh, were you blocked? I thought we. Oh no, he went. He went private shortly after. Yeah, so I tweet. I think he blocked everyone. He protected his tweets. The, which you know, listen. The timing. Uh, Carl and Shuli and Kumia and all these people—they've put in the hours. But I feel like we we really, you know, <laughs> once he said, "Oh, blind Mike's on my bad side. I've got to run and hide." We were that last dagger. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Obviously, it's a coincidence, but I don't know why he all of a sudden protected his tweets. He's like, they're making fun of me. It's not even my birthday. <laughs> he mentions his birthday again. On the, well, we'll talk oh, about it. Oh, it we, we don't have that stamped. It's like we're literally right at the beginning. Yeah. So I, I decided to torture myself because yeah. the intro song is terrible. So it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, it gets you pumped. I was like, oh, I'll just see. It goes on for like four fucking minutes. It's a very long intro, yeah. And yet somehow John is always still finishing his bologna sandwich when he they start the show. Yo, if he's a bologna fan, I might switch allegiances. I love bologna. <laughs> well, we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Oh, first I did mean to ask you, though. That story I just told with the drug dealer, Molly, all that. Mm -hmm. Did I say that same thing last week? I've never heard that. Okay. Because <laughs> right before the show, I was about to, I, th I th that popped in my head. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I've said this on there. I'm now at the point where I have like internal dementia. Maybe where I have no idea what I've said out loud and what's just a thought. You've done like 5,000 shows the last two weeks. Maybe. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. I need a break. It was on Royce's show possibly. Maybe I did. That's right. <laughs> did he? Is. And then I pretend I never said it on uh, Kirk's show. You know, I was a mascot once. <laughs> you were a mascot once? No, it's a clemmer thing. Oh, fuck. Forgot about it. Yeah, he hates us still, right? I guess so. Well, that, oh, that's, that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, when he got into it with Rico, before he wrote that blog, did he text you and just say, I can't, I can't believe you? <laughs> you, son, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Out of nowhere. I didn't read it. I, I wish every problem in his life he would send Craig a text and be like, I just... You motherfucker. That would that would make it make more sense for sure. What gives you the right? <laughs> <laughs> you bring my you brought my baseball team into this. 
<laughs> you brought Jake DeGrom into this. <laughs> he was supposed to be a stud and you're rubbing it in my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I can't tell. I mean, I can tell very clearly uh, Kirk is not a big Clemmer fan. I can't tell if he kind of enjoys needling him on the show or is just done talking about him. Um, because, but they talked about it today anyway, so I imagine it won't come up when I'm on the air. So I just wanted to give my very brief thoughts on Clemmer. And did you see the like 200 word blog that he wrote? Uh, I see his blogs. I never, I, I don't, it's not a thing about him. I never really read blogs to begin with. You could have fit it on Twitter. I don't, and it was like so short. I didn't understand it. Well, that's the, that's the boss's uh, message. Portnoy's yeah, always but said. This was, this, this was, I mean, there was no point in writing that. I didn't get it. Well, Portnoy's always said that he'll post a blog that's a sentence and it'll be the number one thing on the website. Well, that's because it's Dave Portnoy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I think there's a big difference there. I, I feel like Chris should have a little more meat on the bone. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't mean, no, I, I didn't mean that. Because he's very skinny. I did not mean that. He looked, he looks when he's like, he looks very skinny, obviously, but when he's sitting next to Frank, he looks sick. So the thing with like him and Rico, I think it's obviously fueled by Twitter and the fact like, you know, I think he's uh, anxious that Kirk hates him. Obviously he still listens to the show. And I think that makes him very anxious. But the weird thing about Clemmer's existence there is like everyone could have predicted he wouldn't fit in that well. But what I can't wrap my mind around is he hasn't tried any of the things that he got hired for. Well, didn't he just start and then everyone start bashing him for it? It, it <laughs> this is going to sound bizarre and like I should be in a rubber room somewhere. But the idea that the 1995 Mariners are dead it does, is baffling to me and I can't figure it out. And I have no one to talk to about it. I no loved, one will listen to me. <laughs> I loved everything about like I I still don't understand why he's mad at me. I've never had an issue with him in my life. Right. Uh, right. I thought that was a joke, and I we get, all know, guys. Right. Don't anyway. we? We know why he's mad at Craig. Yeah, this cocksucker. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gatekeeping uh, the blind Mike Patreon. You motherfucker. <laughs> um, but the '95 Mariners, everything about it was great. The streams were so bad, it was funny. He it was, he was funny. It was a funny, weird thing. And when he got hired, that's what they kept saying. Yeah, they kept mentioning, "Oh, he's a weirdo who." A live streams those streams 1995 were, Mariners yeah. simulations those streams were excellent and then the Twitter was also fucking hilarious like I would start getting followed by like 1995 Randy Johnson and like, yeah, I, I got followed by a guy that's petitioning to get GM Clemmer fired yeah, me too all hilarious yeah. so it was like kind of a funny little thing and I think because he's embarrassed of it he stopped it which is weird that could honestly that is the one thing I can think of just immediately that would bring money into Barstool. Um, you get a cider sponsor. Boom. Right there. Yeah, You get a cider sponsor. You can have people. I guess they don't have that uh, play Barstool app anymore. Right. Is that dead? Uh, is that when they would have like uh, commentators commenting on? Yeah. I don't know. I never I don't watched know if that exists anymore, but it's, it would be perfect for something like that. You have people place bets on it. There's a gambling tie in. Exactly. You know? I don't know. If, I don't know. If, can they legally do that? I don't know, but, but the sponsors are easy. His whole thing is he gets drunk or drinks with people as he simulates baseball games. He's a big cider guy. Yeah. His existence there is very weird to me. And like when they were talking today, Kirk mentioned seeing him in the office and stuff. And like, he just seems uncomfortable there. And that's what I would have predicted. Cause that's how I was like when I was in 
no, honestly, nothing against those guys. I just didn't click with them really. Like they kind of all hung out. I didn't fit in, and and I was their age. Mm-hmm. Chris is ten years older than everyone there. That's true. You know what I mean? So that it was just a weird thing from the beginning, and uh, I don't know. He hasn't um, proven any of us wrong, I guess. So I, need, I don't know. It's very very weird. I need the ninety five Mariners Twitter account to post the Undertaker sitting up GIF and get back to business. <laughs> well, now I'm out. Now, if he starts it now, now it's just like, well, it's too late. You lost us. Uh, I'd probably still check it out. Craig will watch, but the rest of us are out. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> Craig's actually reacting. <laughs> it's like Craig, Craig could do these electric chairs for Mariners baseball. Like I got what the fo- fuck? 90, 95 Lou Pinello is a great follow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, but that's not what we're here to talk about today, folks. We got big business, a jam-packed show to get to. Uh, I, probably as you're listening to this, unless you're watching live on Patreon, which you can find at blindmike.net, all the free links are there. If you want to get the podcast, whether it's Blind Mike Project or Why Are You Laughing, when it drops for free, you can leave uh, five-star reviews for that, support the podcast that way. But if you want it early, if you want to be part of this live chat and the excitement here, then make sure you go to uh, net to find the Patreon for goodness sake. Go there. Subscribe there. We've hit a wall. With subs- as soon as I uh, threatened to mutilate myself, we've hit a wall with subscribers, it seems. See, they like you so much that they're not subscribing, so your body stays I pure. appreciate that, yeah. but come on, boy. I won't. Fine, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hurt myself. <laughs> we'll, we'll do whatever you want. At, uh... Whatever you just tell me what you want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do just about anything. Um... So, yeah, join the Patreon if you'd like. Um, but if you're listening to this for free, I'm off to the left coast. Oh, yeah. I'm in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be, that's going to be, you're there for a while. Uh, yeah, like six days, uh, six days, something like that. That's an eternity for Vegas. Yeah, but I'm not doing it in the way, I'm not at the craps table at 2 a.m. I bet you will be. You, what makes you think that? Because you're going with two other couples, you said. Yeah, that's true. They're going to, hey, let's go out. Why not? We're, only, we're in Vegas. The next thing you know, Mike's blowing all the Patreon money on Blackjack. There's a video of me without my shirt because like, I've lost it, <laughs> yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had to sell his tickets to Skankfest. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Who knows? But uh, more importantly, I think... I don't know where to stand on this video with uh, Ryan Long and our boy Danny Polish Chuck. I'm sad about it. I'm not. I think we sent him down a road that will possibly lead him to fame and fortune as a documentarian, it seems like. We actually did give him the rights on the show, so I can't really be mad. Completely. We turned it over. You know, I'd like a little credit, maybe. Instead, he's giving Royce credit for some reason. <laughs> Remember when we figured it out on our show? You were violently hung over. <laughs> He's like, I talked about it with Royce and Mersh and uh, I don't know, some other dumb fucks podcast. <laughs> he left for a but while yeah, and I was stuck with his mute producer. It's very funny. Like we just read it wrong. We thought Polish Chuck was fucking with us in some way, but he is truly obsessed with Peter Shickley and it came up on the boys cast again. Uh, just a little insight into the, the rabbit hole he's gone down here. Um, do you think, do you think we'll at least get like credit in the, the credits be like, shout out to, 
I think in the documentary, it's got to have to start with him on this podcast discovering Shikoli, right? It has to. At least we'll get footage of it. It'd be great if he reenacts it yeah. and it's just him and Ryan or something. <laughs> it's him and Royce. He crops us out. <laughs> oh, I actually let's, might be making a documentary. What are you going to make a about? About that Peter Shikoli guy. I've been getting. You love dude, it. Dude, I've been getting. You're obsessed with Dude, I've been getting deep. Did I tell you that we asked? So for people who don't. <laughs> Hold on one second. Right there. Somebody you can tell he has brought it up to Ryan like in their personal life. Yeah, he's like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> Ryan's like, Jesus, I can't escape this shickly talk. <laughs> it is insane. Now, well, we probably won't listen to all of it, but what we're about to hear is a five-minute discussion <laughs> where Project. Danny will not move on from Peter Shickley. Dude, this guy Peter Shickley won the Grammy Award. I talked to a guy this morning who is on you the Grammy. Dude, I talked guy. to a guy this morning who is on the Grammy committee. Okay. Okay, like I'm literally like He's going deep. Tell people that Okay, so this guy he he couldn't dive more head on to this. He is looking he is going hard. Thank God. I almost said no. I don't really want to do Adam Sandler's uh first album cuz I didn't think there was a full episode there. I think you're right. It turns out we could have made Danny's. We could. This could lead to Danny at the Emmys accepting best documentarian or something. Or the we should, Oscars. We should find some other anomaly in the comedy world and have him back on. And be like, we got another one for you, bud. Mm? <laughs> we'll disguise it with we're going over. I don't know Kevin Nealon's uh, third album. Well, someone uh, someone sent me a video. I'm, I might have to screen record it and send it to you just because he sent it to me through Twitter, so it's tough to please send do, over to you. Please do better than whoever fucking screen recorded uh, Tim Dillon's show. Oh, uh, well, I guess we'll get to that in a bit, too. But this guy sent me a Weird Al on some serious XM show talking about how he got ripped off by Shickley. Really? Shickley, Shickley beat him at the Grammys, too. And he said the fix was in because Shickley was friends with all these guys on the board. I guess there were a lot of, like... Um, classical music people that voted on the Grammys. So the fix was in for Shickley. And I think that's what Danny Polish truck is finding out as well. So they, they, he just says, uh, he's most Mozart's 21st out of 20 kids and all those classic people. I get, yeah, that's a big joke, I guess. I don't know. That's the only one I've detected thus far. They had to change the Grammy award to like best spoken word or something like that. Just because people were so mad that Shickley was, I mean, slaughtering the field. You couldn't, he couldn't get a loss. He was they just, had to remove him in order to beat him. That's the only way they could beat him. He's the Tom Brady of uh, comedy albums. Let's hear a little more uh, with Ryan. Cause I, I just love Ryan's reaction to this. Peter Shickley, he's like a composer. This is the he boy's is, cast, uh, by the way. An mm. orchestra guy. He was went wow, to Juilliard. He won Best Comedy Album at the Grammys in 1990, <laughs> 1991, 1992, 1993. Somehow he won the Best Comedy Album four times over like Dice Clay. He beat everyone. Dice. He beat Sam Kinison. He beat George And no Carlin. one's ever heard of this guy. Nobody's ever heard of him. Dude, Dice was at the stand last week. And I go to Joe, our buddy Joe Harari, who's the manager. It was Dice's birthday last uh, okay. it's his birthday. Thursday. So I go, can you please go ask him about this guy, Peter Shickley? Oh, oh, I was going to say. I'm like, I'm not going to. On, on Andrew Dice Clay's birthday, uh, because of this podcast, <laughs> on Andrew Dice Clay's birthday, he's fielding questions about Peter Shickley. <laughs> he probably is so mad, too. <laughs> His answer is great. 
gonna bother him on he's his a birthday. nobody oh dude he goes literally he goes to ask him about the he goes at first dice goes yeah what he's like i'm the biggest comedian in the world you think the grammys are gonna let me win of course not right and they go and then he's like but do you know who this guy is he goes no i don't know who he is Nobody knows who he is. What the hell? It's the weirdest Is this sort of like a Shazam situation? You know what I mean? Shazam, the, like the movie with Shaq? No, the, you know the thing where they say that uh, we remember something that didn't happen. Oh, oh no. Like, dude, it's... I, Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no there, Shazam. There is, there is something, I forget what it is, about Shaq yeah. playing a genie. No, he's right. The Mandela effect and what Ryan's talking about is there was a movie, Kazam, starring Shaq. Mm-hmm. In the, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s. But there are a group of people that swear that there was a movie called Shazam out around the same time starring Sinbad. But yeah. that movie does not exist. I, I, I would almost bet my left leg that I've seen that movie. See, there's a lot of people like Craig, but it doesn't exist. What movie am I fucking thinking of then? I don't know. I've gone down Kazam, this before. Shazam with Shaq. Yeah, no, I've seen that. And then Shazam, or there's there's a movie where Sinbad is a genie. That's what people say, but it, there isn't, I don't think. <laughs> like, I I go down this every once in a while, and then I start contemplating, like, what is life and how long you when you're dead, you're dead forever. And then I go down this rabbit hole and get sad. <laughs> the Shazam <laughs> thing, by the way, is the only legitimate Mandela effect thing. Like... Every other example of the Mandela, the Mandela effect, like in Star Wars, he doesn't actually say, Luke, I am your father. He goes, I, he says, I am, am your father. father. Yeah. That's just like misremembering something. This is people creating a movie with a different title and a different actor. <laughs> Everyone knows the runtime, each scene that was in it, but <laughs> yeah. they can't find like, it. That's pretty crazy that that exists. Do you think we're getting Truman showed where they did have this movie out? They played it everywhere for like 10 years and then just erased it from history. Sinbad's in on it. He's like, no, nah, I was never in that. We'll give you a hundred million dollars to never speak of this movie. <laughs> uh, keep playing, but you can fast forward like 30 seconds just to get past this Shazam talk. Oh, no, that thing that everyone says on the internet? On remembering second. a movie that didn't happen? Shazam? Oh my God, dude. Not the, like the dude figured out how to game the Grammys and that's and he just did it as a big joke to win them. How he, do you game them? Because... So essentially the guy goes like on these categories that aren't the big categories. And I guess comedy falls under that. Not that many people are actually voting. It's like this whole anonymous thing. And because he's an actual orchestra musician who like has all these musician friends who are probably in the Academy, he could just submit himself and then tell his buddies to go vote for him. So he, if he can get like 30 people to vote for him, kind of like that's the guy goes, he's like, there's way less. He people knows everyone vote. in the Academy. Yeah. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people. So this guy's like, there's way less people who vote for this than you think. So like he's it's like 200. Yeah. So he's like, Shit, honestly, he's for these categories. Cause he's like yeah. well, for the best polka album. He's like, nobody actually listens to it. Nobody knows. Gotcha. It's so, weird Al every year. Right. It, or whatever. So he's like, I'm pretty sure my guess is that he figured out a way and he was just doing this as a joke against the Grammys to game the dude, his bio like, on what planet does Shickley beat weird Al in a comedy music album. I mean, we did this <laughs> and Ryan's going to make a whole documentary about it, but <laughs> I think the Shickley leg breakers are going to come after him. I'm looking at like uh, on YouTube, it has like each segment um, like timed out now. And this one is the longest one on the episode. It's like five and a half minutes. It's crazy. Play a little longer just because I want one more Ryan Long reaction. Because you can tell this is like affected their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we we like in, by accidentally took down the boys cast. <laughs> oh, 
Like if you go to what did you guys talk about on the phone? I was just telling. I go. How does this all work? I'm like you're sitting there smoking a cigarette. Like where? Dude, I'm I'm telling you, this is driving me nuts. 1942. (laughs) It's driving me nuts. And uh, yeah, he's just like, are you having sex? Like, and you're just like mid sex. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It just doesn't make sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Everybody thinks I'm a lunatic because I'm like I keep bringing this up. Yeah, you brought it up to me 40 times. Yeah, yeah. But dude, when Dice, (laughs) dude, when Dice goes, the guy who like Dice got nominated one time. He won five years in a row. No, yeah. This guy won four years in a row. Dice was nominated once, was the biggest comedian in the world. And you go, do you know who the guy who beat you at the Grammys was? He goes, never heard of him. Four years in a row he beat you, too. No, no, he only beat him one year in a row because Dice only got nominated that one year. But, but he, he pays attention. We pay attention to who wins the best comedy. You think the that, but every comedy autistic nerd that I've talked to who's like, everybody's like, I'm a... Now that, so I think, might be us. Ever heard of this and guy. what did Definitely. he say about him? He goes, I, and his I think we was, did goes, get a shout out. <laughs> I don't want you to ever listen to their show. <laughs> hey, the autistic nerds <laughs> that uh, I discovered this with. Why are you laughing? Available wherever you get podcasts. Yes, please listen. It's going to be the uh, leader of the ship soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge I, classical. I do get guy. messages still. Like people are like, I don't get this shickly thing. So I think Danny is on to something. Like there's an audience for this documentary out there. We should. It might up. be small. It might be a small group. But we exist. We should team up, get notes, get a timetable going, and start putting this thing together. We could help him. Whether he wants our help or not, I think we're going to be that for him. <laughs> I think he just used us like a one-night stand, threw us. He did. Threw us in the trash. He, he, had his, he got what he needed from us, you know? <laughs> I get a bit that'll last forever. <laughs> I may be his muse, but he doesn't want to acknowledge me. <laughs> um, keep going. Um, yeah, I feel like there was a little more. I, that's why. I so you're going to do a Dude, documentary been, on this guy. Maybe. Yeah. I've been talking to another guy I was talking to is this guy, uh, David Silverman. Does the end, does it end with you and him getting married? Maybe. And no, it ends with <laughs> me tracking him down. Cause he lives in New York, but he's 87 years old. I've emailed him. I've, I thought we you lived in like I documentary. Of course. Of course. This right. So I, that's the whole thing is I got to get to him. Oh, oh, oh. But I, uh, his bio and stuff, if you look at his Twitter bio, it just says like, or, or Instagram bio, it says, uh, mu- composer, musical satirist, uh, something else. Doesn't even say, doesn't reference the, the four straight Grammys for best. <laughs> this is like <laughs> Stephen Paddock. It really is. It's, this is the comedy version of Stephen Paddock. You Google the guy. No one knows who the fuck he is. <laughs> hmm. He did this historic thing. You know, I think winning four Grammys is the same as killing 70 people. I think so. It's the same uh, level of, like, it's never been done before, right? You know? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking into this Shazam thing real quick. What do we got? Um, It looks like. Uh, well, there was a movie called Shazam made like four or five years ago. Yeah. With Sinbad in it, which is aggravating me to no end. Right, but that's like the, an homage. Like, see, no, uh-huh. I I know that, but yeah. this this is bullshit. I I hate when I get fucking stuck in this rabbit hole. <laughs> wow, what movie am I thinking of? <laughs> there was a little more there. I don't want to listen to the whole five minute clip, but it was just funny to hear Ryan's reaction. Like you have mentioned this to me on air, off air, <laughs> He's anywhere just, you could. Chef Lewis says Sinbad definitely played a genie. I don't know, not to my knowledge. Could he have done a sketch or something? I I don't know. I could have sworn. Maybe I'm just. Look he, that up. Look up Sinbad Genie. 
I think I did. And it's all Shazam. And it's like, you're an idiot if you believe this is real. Right, right. Well, you're not an idiot if you believe it. Because you're saying you remember it for some reason. It's wild that half the population remembers it. I don't know why that is. I, I don't. I, I remember Sinbad being in movies when I was a kid, but I don't remember specifically a genie. Why do people think Shazam exists? How about that? Let's see what that brings us. Well, it does. And Sinbad's in it. <laughs> like hundreds of people are convinced that they've seen a movie that never existed. <laughs> I think it's more than that. Uh, if you fondly remember the early 1990s film Shazam starring the comedian Sinbad, is an incompetent genie who tries to help out two young children, then you are wrong. See, there's the plot and everything. It's very strange that there's such a specific plot. Yeah. Because it's not like anyone could mix up Shaq and Sinbad. Oh, my God. I, I Maybe there's enough interviews with, with Sinbad that this could be like a mini Why You Laughing episode. That's interesting, yeah. Or at least, I mean, Sinbad is probably worthy of an episode, so we could throw this in there. Yeah, just to get it out of my... Uh, uh, as uh, Amelia Tate reported in the New Statesman, hundreds of people on the internet are absolutely certain they've seen the movie Shazam, and yes, they know about the 1996 movie Kazam. <laughs> Sorry, is is he in Kazam? Maybe I don't think so. Is certainly not as a genie. That's Shaq Sinbad in Kazam. That Kazam was 1996. Yeah. Shaq was big enough. Like, was Shaq that good with the magic that he was in movies? Shaq was the fucking man with the magic. He was breaking backboards like every three games. I didn't realize that. Oh, he was awesome. Him and Tracy McGrady. Woo. No, Penny Hardaway, right? That's what I he meant. Was sorry. Tracy McGrady was sorry. There. Sorry. You're right. Penny. Same number. They were both number one. Yeah. That was back when uh, McGrady was on the fucking Raptors with Vince Carter. I might be thinking. Or just, just before that. I don't know. As we found on uh, Quincy the other day, Craig just mixes up all black people. <laughs> he thinks everyone is Joe Lewis, fighter Joe Lewis. Stay tuned for <laughs> next week. Oh yeah, you haven't seen that yet. <laughs> is it the was it the first or the second one we watched that that was it? I think it's I think it's tomorrow's Quincy. Uh, no mistake. Yeah. So the people watching this live. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Craig makes a horribly racist comment. I mean, th this dude looks like, uh, yep. You'll see. Just, I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> fooled me. He makes me look silly because of his racism. <laughs> well, you just, anyways, can't, you can't see color. What were you saying about Sinbad? <laughs> he uh, was definitely in this movie. I'm convinced. I, there's got to be documentaries or something on this. Yeah. Just like Peter Shickley. God damn it. The two of them. Maybe Shickley never existed either. What movie was Sinbad in? See, look at this shit. What movie was Sinbad in as a genie? The answer is Shazam. <laughs> huh. But it doesn't exist. Yeah. Why, why do people think that? Is there, there's no origin of that? Like, oh, he was in this sketch or. I don't know. This might be a YouTube commercial. Question. Anything. Oh, maybe. And then they just mix it up with Shazam. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it became a thing. It grew to be. He's in a movie called Shazam, but maybe he was just in a, you know, whatever, candy bar commercial where he plays a genie or something. Why do people think Shazam exists? All right. There's like a, 
I know what I'm doing. There's a 12-minute breakdown of this I'm going to have to watch. All right, we'll get back to you, folks, because we've got another enigma that we have to break down here. Oh, yeah. Which one is this? Is this the... This would be the world of one stuttering John Melendez. I didn't know if we were going to Shab clip or Rogan uh, with Rolling Stone as well. <sighs> Should we? Nah, those are a little older. Shab, it's in reference to something we talked about a couple weeks ago. We'll do it if we have time. How's that? Sounds good. I don't think we're going <laughs> to. So I'm like, all right, let's get the little stuff out of the way before we dive well, into Some it. of these clips are short. We'll go through stuttering John quick. Then we have to get to your questions and maybe Shab. We're doing it all today, folks. Hmm. I, you know, daddy's going on vacation. He has to leave you. I'm leaving you. Don't worry, folks. I'm leaving you with stuttering John. I'm leaving you with Quincy. You're going to have a nice warm blanket while I'm gone. I'll still be here. You can go to uh, <laughs> verygoodshow.org if you need yes. more live live uh, heroin. You know what I mean? Yeah, go, go listen to the boys. Yeah, Mike, Mike's back. He's back on the show. Thank God. Yeah. Is that a good promotional tool to tell people that? Well, he, had, uh, he met Kyle Rittenhouse, so that led to a fun segment. He did? Yeah. You suck his dick. You're <laughs> I, so brave. I don't know. It literally just turned. You're in, an American hero. <laughs> it just turned into all of us pretending that Kyle Rittenhouse was bullying him, like <laughs> just <laughs> making fun of his neck and trying to steal his wife and shit. That'd be great. Mike can't escape trolls anywhere. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse is bullying him. That's, that's exactly that's exactly what the angle we took with it. Oh, good. <laughs> um. All right, so Stuttering John did another podcast. Um, I'm very sad because he's probably doing one as we are talking right now, is which it, I want to. I always want to have the freshest John content. Is it live? Um, he goes live. I don't know what time though. Oh, I was gonna say if it's he on. might because it might be he's on the West Coast, so it might be noon his time or something. Ah, got it. Yeah, I don't imagine he wakes up this early. Right. Um. So. Uh, let's do a little stuttering John here. There were just a few clips I found funny. And then as we get to the end, of course, he can't go an episode without just getting passionately angry about Anthony Cumia. It's very strange. Um, but there were a few minor gems here. I think the first few clips are a little shorter, but let's dive in. Uh, oh, Mark P. Hal says hello. Well, hello, Hal. Maria McDermott, Kelly Anderson. Hello, Hal. Uh, Angie <laughs> Bailey, sheet pants. Hello. By the way, this is exactly what Kumia does when he's talking about Opie. He's like, there's so few people in there. You're, they're just reading off everyone that's... They're doing roll call. <laughs> exactly. The first... This is how many minutes in? 11 minutes into his show or something yeah. like that? Yeah. It is essentially all John saying hello to the people in his chat. Right. And don't, maybe we're just jealous. That would take us about 30 seconds. Hello, Chef Lewis. <laughs> I bet how you, are you? He's in here. <laughs> Him and suburban tug time going nuts in the chat right now. But it takes it takes for fucking ever to get through his his roll call that he does. And listen, you know, good for you. You have enough fans to rattle them off for twelve minutes. But it does not seem to me like interesting podcasting. If you give me five bucks, I'll fuck your name up on my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, McFuss Daddy's here. You know what I mean? Like, it's not interesting to just read everyone's name. No. Unless it's a funny and the idea that that's for money, like people are paying for that, sir. Well, I mean, we know why a lot of people in his chat are paying to get him to say Carl Hamburger or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but 
you, you get what I mean? Like, and it's not just John, that's a lot of podcasts where it's like, Hey, subscribe to this Patreon tier and we'll read your name on the podcast. Ooh. Like, this is not like 1962 where you're playing someone a clip of John's show. Say, look, look, he says anal blast 69. That's me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to show my friends and they're not going to believe that that's actually me. Marco V one ninety three. Hey, that's I'm Marco V. I want I want if anyone is gonna pay for like chats or whatever the fuck on here. See how long like how many weeks in a row you can get him to talk about his birthday. Be like, sorry, I missed your birthday. And like a week later, have someone else be like, hey, here's some money. I forgot your birthday. Yeah. Just oh, see. and by the way, we'll do it. <laughs> see, we'll gladly do it. I'm just assuming no one wants that. Is my point. Right. I'm just curious, like how long that could go for before right. he's like. All right, guys, it's so closer to my next birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the first 20 minutes of his show is reading off names. Now, I believe, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe Hal Sparks, Hal Sparks is like a, I think he might be a comedian, but he's like a political guy that goes on John's show all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's probably like the biggest name that John consistently has on his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where, like guys like Carl, who break this shit down, have pointed out, it seems like Hal is getting kind of fed up with John. Is this the next clip you want me to go to? No, no, keep playing the oh. same one we were on. Oh, okay, sorry. So, Hal Sparks is supposedly in the chat now. My assumption from following John is that this is not Hal Sparks, like Red Bar, and it's just a guy named Hal Sparks in the chat uh, trolling John. But either way, this is a bizarre interaction here uh oh th- thanks al for the sparkler raid i had a feeling you did that much appreciated <laughs> feel free to come on if you want Catherine d filippo we'd love to have you west web ab Rience. i know you're busy but if you want to come on let me know i'll send you the link you know what i'll just send it anyway <laughs> you're around. always love to have you. yeah as a matter uh, of fact whether you want to or not i'll send it to you you know what you're coming anyways <laughs> This is how John books guests. I told you, did I say this on the show last week? Uh, that guy that Shuli had on, a comedian, um, went on Shuli's show and said that he had some viral video take off. This comedian, I forget his name. I apologize. Go listen to the Uncle Rico show. But um, this comedian had some viral video take off. So John messaged him and said, Hey, could you do my show, my podcast? And this guy says, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to. I have no problem. This is just a young like comic that wants to get his name out there. And so John goes, can you do it right now? <laughs> and the guy goes, well, no, I'm busy. <laughs> and so he doesn't hear back from John. And then like a few days later, all of a sudden he gets a, he gets a message from John saying, can you do my podcast right now? And the guy's like, well, no, John, I have a light. Like I can't just jump at your command. Like if let's set something up, like, you know, if you say, Hey, next Wednesday at two, then that's fine. Then I'll, I'll be there, but I can't just, you know, when you snap your fingers, show up. How often does he, how often does he do this? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. How often does he do this? Three times a week, I think. And it's like three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wants, he, he fancies himself. Uh, you know, like the the left wing Rush Limbaugh of his time. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, he thinking this is like a real. But the problem is with John is he has like each guest on for about an hour, maybe forty five minutes. 
So he has no other way to fill time on his show. So he looks at the camera and just goes, uh, 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 <laughs> and reads people's names for the first 20 minutes until his guest shows up. <laughs> so that's why he sends people links in the middle of the show. Like how sparks just come on the show, drop everything you're doing and come on the show. Now, if my theory is correct, like if Hal Sparks is in the chat, that's one thing. But if my theory is correct, this is not really Hal Sparks. No. Hal Sparks is just somewhere, probably working, getting a link from John in the middle of the afternoon saying, come on my show. <laughs> yeah, it was just like uh, the last one we watched when uh, Red Bar was in there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I truly wonder how far that would go. Like, if you just made your handle Paul McCartney. Would he be like, ah, Sir Paul, let me send you the link. I knew I was big time. <laughs> that That's the thing about John is that wouldn't fit. He would truly believe like that Paul McCartney would get a bump from doing his show. He sure does. <laughs> um, I, that, that was pretty much it. The health and we could skip ahead to the next one. Next timestamp. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no duration on these. So I just have to go to the timestamp. Yeah, so the reason I do that like that, because I, I thought about doing it, and then I was like, there's no bad John. Well, no, it's <laughs> like we can listen to him do nothing and find things to mock. Yeah, it's it's perfectly fine, though, because I'll just, you know, I just download the whole video. Just we so let it no, fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, no buffering, none of that crap. Yeah. But uh, here's the next guy here. Uh, Benny Loco, thanks for the super chat. Pause for a second. Uh, You're going to have to learn, Craig. Like I said, I'm getting you in on this. Mm -hmm. Benny Loco is one of his uh, beloved chatters. <laughs> every week, there's three or four people. He says, Benny Loco. He says, uh, Marco V193. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, Andrea Brower is his moderator. <laughs> it's like, I know these, but that's how into this I am that I know people in his chat. Now these people pay every show to chat. They send him super chats. Yeah. Like five, but Hey, thanks for the five bucks. Fuck. Thanks for the dollar. Every bit counts. Holy fuck. Well, although this is what John does. Like we have $1 subscribers on uh, our Patreon for now. Blindmike.net. And I, I always say, hey, that's that, that's more than enough. I appreciate that. What John does is like, all right, thanks for the $1. Although, you know, maybe open up your wallets a little more. <laughs> $1, that's barely, that doesn't get you a cup of coffee now. <laughs> like he shames them for not giving him enough money. <laughs> that's wicked funny. <laughs> but let's keep playing. Uh, Torben Lund Peterson, what's up? Skull! <laughs> uh, had to go borrow some seltzers from my neighbor because I ran out of beer. <laughs> I, I have one beer left in my fridge. I find that out at go, and please go back at least 30 seconds because there's a couple things I have questions on. I just like how he's like, yeah, whatever, beer. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of beer. For, oh, well, let me start at the beginning. I don't want to lose our spot here. This is, uh, like I said, I was giving Craig an update on little uh, little John tidbits. Someone needs to tell me what Skull means. Uh, Vikings. Is it the Vikings? It's He's not a Vikings fan. It's either the Vikings or the like the dip. Chewing tobacco? Yeah, it's one of those two. It can, that, 
He just yells that at random times. He yells, Skull! Well, that's what, I think that's what they do at the Vikings game, so that would make me... But leave. that's what I'm saying. Why, that, okay, Craig, but <laughs> let's say I started doing it now. Has would you go, well, they do it at Vikings games. Well, first off, you're not stutter- <laughs> you're not stuttering John for starters. <laughs> and second off, he probably thinks it's sick. Uh, yeah, that's what I can't if you guys know it is it has bothered me for a while, so please let me know in the comments. Was it was that in response to a comment? I forget. I don't really know because he says it all it's all it's like Tourette's. He just yells skull once in a while. Maybe someone in the comments who he knows is a Vikings fan pays him and he tries to make them feel good so he they keep paying him. Okay, that's possible. That's, what that's I'm possible. <laughs> a week after my birthday. Yeah, so we've, you know, we'll never solve that mystery, I don't think. But the more troubling thing, and as Carl, Carl always says this, like Stuttering John says, these guys are out to get me. And Carl always points out like, John, we need you. I want to keep you alive and broadcasting as long as I can. (laughs) People, John, homes will be lost if you drop dead tomorrow. That's true. That's true. People, people, they'll foreclose on their homes. They'll, they'll have no income because of Stuttering John. There are whole uh, livelihoods <laughs> built off the back of Stuttering John. We need him to stay alive. That's right. So this idea that he drinks so much that when he looks in the fridge and sees there's one beer left, he has a panic attack and runs to his neighbor's house like he's asking for sugar in the 60s. Dude, can I have some salsas, please? <laughs> no, he's probably like, can I, can I trouble you for a cup of course? <laughs> by, by any chance, do you have any keystone lights? <laughs> no, he's I, a Coors light, man. I have, he's very brand loyal. I have these Trulies. Yeah, yeah he's I'll, extremely <laughs> brand loyal unless it's the only thing you've got in your fridge and then he'll take whatever it is. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this. I mean, this... You know, listen, say what you want about me. I've had my issues. <laughs> this is a man who is a true alcoholic. This is a little sad to listen to. It always helps. Wes Webb. Uh, Benny Loco. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, Torben Lund Peterson. What's up? Scoot. <laughs> oh, that guy typed it out. Uh, okay. I had to go borrow some seltzers from my neighbor because I ran out of beer. <laughs> I have one beer left in my fridge. I find that out at like eleven fifty-five. I'm hold like, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I found that at eleven fifty-five. So yeah, so he starts at noon. Imagine this. This is a this is a great short film. At eleven fifty-five, this is like a tw- you could do a twenty-four parody on this. <laughs> at eleven fifty-five, John looks in his fridge. Dude, oh no, dude, there's only one beer dude, left. Dude, dude. <laughs> The countdown is on. You've got five minutes to get booze into your system. Or you're going to be hungover. (laughs) (laughs) He's banging on neighbor's doors. (laughs) He's doing parkour for some reason. The sad reality is at noon on a weekday. Oh, no, this might have been Saturday. But still, the reality is this person was probably out and John just broke into their home and Mm. stole their seltzers. I'm house sitting for their cat. (laughs) They said, make yourself at home. So I took their booze. (laughs) Also, I mean, if you needed that desperately, couldn't you go to the store? Yeah, he's got to have some money, right? Like this, this noon deadline is made up only by him. 
You know what I mean? Like generally we, we start at one, but like if we start at one fifteen, sometimes we start at three, no one bats an eye. Cause that's when we start the show. Who gives a fuck? Mm. We're in control. We can do whatever we feel like you can do whatever you want. John, if you, if you're that, if you're going through withdrawals, <laughs> please don't do it for us. Don't risk your life. Calm down, get to the packy. And buy something you like. Buy a nice pack of Coors. And for the love of God. Through these seltzers. For the love of fucking God, talk into that microphone. No, no, no. That's ridiculous. I hate it. Please tell me you got some beers. I got I got seltzers. It'll do. Uh, Robin <laughs> Imagine. M. Imagine, Craig. You're a family man. You have a <laughs> palatial home up in New Hampshire. Yeah, sure. Imagine you're sitting at home one day and you hear a frantic bang on the door. <laughs> And you see this man, <laughs> you see a guy that looks like this, who, when you open the door, doesn't say hello, says, please tell me you got some beers. <laughs> Do you have anything with alcohol in it, please? <laughs> please, for the love of God. <laughs> I'm Jones. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Uh, I get, I have. Hold on. I guess I have like three truly's left. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the love of God, give it to me. <laughs> Let me hear if there's any more there. For a birthday brew. Skull! <laughs> Thank you, Robin. And now, without further ado, the man of the hour. Oh. <laughs> uh, Hold on one good. second. I'm going to let you vote on this, Craig. Mm -hmm. The next timestamp is like way ahead, right? We skip a lot, right? Uh, let's see. Yes, a lot. Well, that's because I said to myself, I'm not ready to subject Craig to Richard Ojeda, who is completely unhinged. Like actually unhinged or unhinged? He's, he's a madman. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't think he's well. I don't know. He's uh, They call him the army major. He was in the, the military. So he, Stuttering John just has this guy on with PTSD. <laughs> tries, yes. Tries to help him cope. Yeah, who is, I guarantee, if he ever hears a car backfire, watch out. <laughs> he, is, he is taking people out with him. <laughs> so, do you, do you want just a little taste of Richard Ojeda before we I mean, skip ahead? You can't I really... think he's in the next clips, but do you just want to get a feel for what he is before we hear from him? Yeah, you can't, you can't open with that and then... <laughs> be yeah, like, be like, well, I just didn't want you going it. in cold to Richard Ojeda. So, let's see, just keep playing for another few seconds just to hear Richard. Buddy, a fixture on the Stuttering John podcast. The only guy that will come. Army Major Richard Ojeda. How are What's you? Up? What's up, my brother? Oh, He's um, just got people in his house talking much. in the background. I mean, Greg Abbott wants to keep people for misdemeanor pot crimes in jail. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> Texas. That's the top of leaders. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, you know, no big deal. Just Greg Abbott's going to keep people in prison. <laughs> He's an amazing host. But this is the thing. With with anyone else, John has horrible interviewing tactics. But Richard Ojeda just picks up the ball and runs with it. He is as bizarre as John, I think, in a lot of ways. Shit that you have. A, a colossal shit bag. Oh, you know, simple, within three seconds, simple. he's calling people shit bags. <laughs> <laughs> the man's out of his mind. He, he really does think he is. Was it you that described them as uh, 
uh, left-leaning Rush Limbaugh. Is that, is that what it was? I said that's how he kind of views himself. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he's uh, the he's the kind of controversial bad boy voice of the left. First rodeo. <laughs> what did they say at the first rodeo? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask this guy. <laughs> Richard, no one will answer me. <laughs> Who stepped in cow shit? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a little more because I think it was pretty quickly. I was skipping around a little, but I think it's pretty quickly that Richard gets into his first impassioned rant. <laughs> uh, uh, possession, uh, which is less than like it's like a half an ounce or less, which is really nothing. I mean, we're talking about a little bit you could put in the palm of your hand. Uh, 6,500. Oh, no, Fuck this. Let's just skip ahead to the next timestamp. The next timestamp. All right. This is like a, a Game of Thrones jump. We're going quite a ways. <laughs> Well, so here, I don't know uh, how far in it is, but you will at some point. This is what John does with Anthony Cumia. We're going from 18 minutes to uh, an hour nine. Yeah. I mean, that's you'll find with um, a lot of John coverage around the world, whether it's Carl or Shuli or whoever. They kind of avoid when guests are on because like John's such a horrible host that well, we heard it last week where he'll ask him, he'll be like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And just lets them go for a half hour. So in a way, he's smart because he just lets the guests take over. He doesn't contribute anything. It's uh, something to behold. So um, what John does is he's, he's upset. He says like the trolls are obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. Like he'll say what we're doing right now or what any of the other podcasts do with John. He, he's like, they're obsessed with me. The trolls are obsessed with me. And on some level, that's true because it's just so much fun to fuck with John and observe him. Really observing him is very fun. Yeah. So in a way, that's kind of true. But John is really obsessed with the trolls and particularly one in Anthony Cumia. I, I now, do. I do like that this uh, Ojeda guy is sitting in front of a green screen that he's not using. <laughs> Ojeda's the greatest. So what you're going to hear with Ojeda Richard Ojeda has no idea who Anthony Kuma is. How? Well, he's just not in that world. Like, uh, like the other fucking loser from last week who no, was no, like, no. Yeah. "This is real." Anthony, this is re like Anthony Tony and Michaels Opie clearly uh, knew who Anthony was and was uh, trying to hide it. Yes. Uh, Richard Ojeda is just not really aware of him. All he knows of Anthony Kumia is the information John has given him. Oh, right. And we know so, it. He, we know what info he passes along. Yeah, he's yeah, fucking so underage that's what sluts. You're about to hear. <laughs> that's what you're about to hear. This show, and I'll tell you something, Army Major. Take a guess how much money I was making a day on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Oh, pause. Could just go back a little bit. Let's hear the great segue into that topic. Great segue. Just go a little before where I stamped, just because. You might be thinking, well, he, why would he talk about his salary? Mike really took that out of context. Oh, and 20 seconds prior. Okay. .ag, where the game starts. I just bet 10 bucks on the Giants to beat the Packers. I'm getting eight points in the game tomorrow at 630 at Tottenham Spurs Stadium in Wembley. So let's hope that I can, I can, I can win and the Giants can take care of the Packers. Now back to the show. And I'll tell you something, Army Major. Taking guess how much money I was making on the Tonight Show. Pause, please. 
I mean, the natural segue of the Giants are playing the Packers. <laughs> Do you know how much I'm worth? I mean, listen, the Giants and Packers came up. I have no choice but to ask this man how much money I was making 20 years ago. <laughs> Does he tell well, him? Oh, go bet you're going to have to go back again because we want to hear with the full context. He certainly does tell him, Craig. And the number that he's bragging about, listen, righteous bucks. I'm not sneezing at it. But the way he frames it is very bizarre. I can win and the Giants can take care of the Packers. Now back to the show. And I'll tell you something, Army Major. Take a guess how much money I was making a day on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Pause for a pause again. I'm sorry. We might never get through this one. <laughs> the answer to that would have to be, I don't care. <laughs> that, that's the real answer. Yes. But if you just said that to me, Craig, you're like, Phew. Oh, good, good ad read for uh, our buddies at two tours, Mike. So obviously you want me to ask you how much I make a day. <laughs> the answer would have to be in order for someone to get a reaction, be like a million dollars a day. You have to be Frank Lucas. Oh, I was going to say like, cause he didn't really do much there, right? He was just like, stuttering John. He no, he didn't a, do anything. He was like a writer or something. Oh, he made good money there. The, the number might astonish you based on who he is. Mm-hmm. But my point is just to be like, guess how much I made a day. The number has to be like jaw dropping. It can't just be a good salary. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Let's see. And no clue. Over a thousand a day. (laughs) 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 Yeah. He made like 400 grand a year. The dude's making a face. Like, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's great money. You know, I'm not turning down 400 grand. I'd, I'd love to be making 400 grand a year, but if I were, if tomorrow you signed me up to a $400,000 a year no, deal. No, he was, he was making less than that. Let's see. Um, well, he said over 1000 a day, so 365000 Yeah, but wouldn't that be five days a week? Oh, if you're counting it like that. So, yeah, maybe even less. Maybe, maybe even 5, less. 5000 times 52. He's making two hundred sixty grand. Yeah. Regardless, it's good money. But imagine the pomposity. <laughs> To say to someone, guess how much I was making a day? (laughs) That's an unbelievable question. He left the Tonight Show. I mean, Leno left a decade ago, right? So John must have been out of there before that. Yeah, it's been a while. It's It's been a fucking while. Maybe eight years ago, something like that. But the idea that... Nothing nothing brought this on. He did a read for Giants Packers for uh uh my bookie or whatever the fuck it is and mentioned that the Giants are playing the Packers and then says I made over $200,000. <laughs> That's in one year, Richard. <laughs> Whoa. Let's see how much Richard gives a fuck. Nice. <laughs> it was <laughs> Please rewind. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> that's that's the appropriate answer. That's the only answer. Imagine being at a party stuck in that conversation. Never mind the podcast. Hell. Like just in a private life, someone goes up to you, guess how much I make? Do you know how much dollars I have? Guess how much I currently make is a shitty question. Oh, yeah. This question is, guess how much I made 20 years ago. (laughs) 
Ooh. <laughs> Money has to make it a day on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And no clue. <laughs> Over a thousand a day. Nice. <laughs> it was it was funny money. <laughs> Hold on, John. I think this might be why you have no money left. <laughs> let's let's meet in the middle of our two numbers and call it three hundred grand a year. Mm-hmm. That is not funny money by any means, John. It's- you very much need that money when you have three kids. It would it would be considered maybe fun money. Sure, you could definitely have some fun. You can go on maybe a nice vacation every year. You know, do fun shit, but have a nice car for sure. Have a nice house. Yeah, it's fun money. But the idea that you're printing money, John, is maybe why you live in a house with cockroaches and cat shit all over the place. I'm thinking funny money is funny is AKA fuck you money. And that's definitely not fuck you money. It's Craig. It's a, it's a very nice salary. It's a very nice salary. (laughs) That's middle class. That's upper middle class. Uh, yeah, it's say. just, I think, what do they cut it off at like 400 grand a year now? <laughs> yeah, that's like upper middle class. I would say it's upper for sure. Yeah, yeah. But again, very nice wage. It is not an amount that you go on a podcast and brag about and say, I was just pissing it away <laughs> with a <laughs> smile on your face. <laughs> I, I was expecting him to, when he said that, the number in my head that he was going to say that he was making a day. I was like, if he says 10 grand, I'll be like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even that would be a nice number. It was a tenth of that. <laughs> That's why when he said a grand. <laughs> Dude, guess how much funny money. Guess how much my lunch cost me every day. <laughs> if you spent, $2.42. $2.42. If you had to play the game that I know is uh, sweeping the nation, uh, Brewster's Bar Stool, <laughs> and spend all of that every day, it would be fairly easy. Barstool's Brewster's, excuse me. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it would be like you could blow through a thousand dollars in a day if you were being irresponsible pretty easily. Easily. Very so, easily. That might be. And like, I guess uh, I haven't done the research. Carl had someone on um, that claims to have looked this up and said it's very accessible uh, via the Freedom of Information Act. But uh, reportedly, John owes like over 20 grand in child support. Yikes. And uh, maybe I guess that money wasn't so fun. <laughs> that would uh, guess guess how much days that would cost me. <laughs> <laughs> 20 days of work. <laughs> I just go work 20 days. I'm out of the hole. Yeah. Well, the problem is John looked at it and said, well, that's not funny money. You don't spend funny money on that. <laughs> that's serious money. That's what you spend your serious money on. <laughs> And God knows he wasn't getting any money from Sirius. <laughs> so uh, let's keep playing because I think I now remember, I don't know if this is where he brings up his kids, but just remember that John accuses everyone of bringing up his kids. Listen to this. I mean, you know, I mean, but once again, I mean, it was the Jay Leno show. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> freaking big deal. <laughs> hey, uh, Sunflower Dragon, thanks for the two bucks. Just keep Ojeda coming and I'll super chat, LOL. But guess what? <laughs> All that money went to good causes because my kids don't never have to pay for college ever again. Like Hold ever again. on a second, Johnny. <laughs> Hold on. One of many things. <laughs> Hold on, Johnny. First of all, you're bringing up your kids, which is probably not smart to do when you hate 
people commenting on your children. And then it's a ho- if you don't want people commenting, it's not great to follow it up with this point. The idea that they are set for life because you made a few hundred grand. No, no, they're not set for life. They'll just never have to pay for college again. Yeah, well, that, particularly the one that's out of college. That's like, like they graduated. They're never going to have to pay for that again. Hey, it's amazing. I guess all John's child support money went right to the university that they attend. <laughs> Listen to the things. This is like, um, you know, that Bare Naked, Bare Naked Ladies song, If I Had a Million Dollars? Sure do. I saw him play it live two years ago. Okay. That was a little too much. But... Uh, you know, it, the, the joke with that song is that like, there's no way you could get all those things for a million dollars. No, I think I always interpreted that song as even if they were like loaded, they would still live the lives they do now. You're fucking me here. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Cause they wouldn't have I don't to want eat. an in-depth look at the bare naked ladies. We wouldn't have to My eat. Point was. We wouldn't have to eat craft dinner, but we would. My, my point was that John looks at the world like a child (laughs) (laughs) and listen to the things he names where he's like, these kids are set for life because of all the money I stole from Jay Leno. (laughs) They're members at a local golf club. (laughs) You know, they're set. They got cars. They got college. They're set because, because I was smart enough to put put money away in college funds since the day they were born. Every single month, I put away a lot of money so I could have six figures. Now, as the great Chris Rock once said, what, you want a cookie? Well, I like how he, his definition of a lot of money is not what I typically would say. I take care of my kids. <laughs> I put away a lot of money. I put 38 bucks every month. Wow. That, you know what? I'm surprised it's not a New York Post headline. Father saves money for children. <laughs> what a hero. <laughs> Suburban tug he time. Is, I guess we have my bookie to blame because all based on a my bookie ad read, he starts virtually poking Richard Ojeda in the chest and saying, do you know how much money I made? Uh, And then talking about his kids' college funds. Suburban Tug Time says, I also never have to pay for college again. I'm 34. Whoa, pretty impressive. Whoa, dude. Didn't know you were loaded in this shit. We're making fun of John for flaunting. You don't need to join in. This is too much. I mean, you can get the fuck out of here right now. (laughs) That's a lot. I mean, you know, I appreciate Listen. I appreciate you putting uh, me through college again by subscribing to the Patreon. La dee da. <laughs> I'll pay for all that freaking, all that freaking. Oh, I'm sorry, Tottenham Spur, Hotspur is in London. Sorry, I said Wembley, but um, yeah. <laughs> so this way they don't have to worry about college. Yeah, and you know what, Richard? My father did the same for me. I never had to worry about college. He paid for everything. Wow. And I said to myself, <laughs> I'll do the same thing. He, you know, you know, he gave me, you know, albeit a piece. I said to myself, I'm going to do the same thing for my kids. So I made it my goal to make no money as an intern for Howard Stern and fall ass backwards into a job as the announcer for the Tonight Show. The announcer, not the writer. He's talking talking about a guy who scrimped and saved like he was a, a coal miner for many years, but put his kids through college. John, you accidentally got a job at the biggest television institution of all time. 
<laughs> you were able to put your kids through college. I would hope so. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Jay Leto. <laughs> if a guy who was making 400 grand a year at the Tonight Show couldn't put his kids through college, that would be a horror story. <laughs> you don't deserve an attaboy for that. <laughs> Uh, Richard, I notice you're not cheering me on or clapping. May I ask why? I noticed you're not uh, into this story whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep talking about it. <laughs> Richard, when you gave me a tepid nice, I didn't have the foresight to move on. When you mockingly answered my question, I didn't pick up on the hints. <laughs> so here I go further into it. Richard, because I have no broadcasting instinct after 30 years, uh, would you like to hear more about my bank account? Yeah, my dad gave me a car. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> and then I got money and I was like, here's an Escalade, babies. Oh, God. Um, all right. Let's skip ahead to the next clip just because I want to hear him talking about uh, Kumi a little bit before we move on. Uh, you got to get the... Uh Timestamp. It's all these ones are all closer together. Oh god, we've been doing over an hour. Have we? Yep. That's what John does to you. We honestly haven't been doing it for that long. All right. Let's see. This is uh thank you, W's. Thank you, West Webb. You are considerate to do the right pronouns, John. Much love to you. And I'll tell you something, Army Major. This is how sick. That Anthony Cumia guy is. Now this one, this there, one, we there, there it was right there, by the way. You know, that guy I was telling you about that was beating up his girlfriend. <laughs> oh yeah. That's why I wanted to tell you that, but we don't need to rewind that one too much because there is no more context. <laughs> I'm just going back five seconds. He just randomly says he brings up Anthony Cumia's name out of nowhere. That's how sick that fucking criminal Pock face. <laughs> Web, you are considerate to do the right pronouns, John. Much love to you. And I'll tell you something, Army Major. This is how sick that Anthony Cumia guy is. You know, the guy that I showed you who was beating yeah. up his girlfriend. <laughs> this guy, I had I had a um, transgender. Um, um, Why do you say it like that? It's weird because John is the father of a transgender child. Mm-hmm. And he's acting like someone who has never interacted with that community in his life. What's wrong with Tranny? He's like, I had one of them on the podcast. I had one of those chicks with a penis on. Yeah, so it was on here the other day. A <laughs> uh, woman on, right? What do you think he does? He pulls the oh, tape of my I show. I know, I know. Did he make fun of it, John? <laughs> because that's what everyone does to you. How are you not picking up on this? Oh, God. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's oh, talking about wow. Kumia talking about the tra uh, transgender tape. No, no, no. So um, John had a guest on the other day. And Kumia made fun of it. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Of oh, course. Oh, okay. Of yeah. course he's but, gonna. But here's the funny thing. That guest seemed to like kind of be an Anthony Cumia fan. <laughs> Which I could tell was grinding John's gears a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and goofs on Ava. Goofs on her nonstop. 
This Come is on, the kind of vile, sick, are they a human twisted, being? pock-faced human being. Pock-faced. Who the fuck is going to fucking goof on someone for making the choice to become who they are? And that's well said. This guy is a sick, twisted, vile human being. And I'll tell, and I'll say to anybody who goes on his show, you then are supporting this lunatic for attacking not only my children, but for attacking anybody who's different than his sick, twisted self. Let me tell you. He says thank you like it was a speech. (laughs) (laughs) Please clap. (laughs) Thank you. He does that. John goes on these rants and he forgets his guest is even there. (laughs) Listen to this. Oh, I went back too far. Hold on. The way he ends that was like too perfect. I'll human being, and I'll tell and I'll say to anybody who goes on his show, you then are supporting this lunatic for attacking not only my children, but for attacking anybody who's different than his sick, twisted self. Let Thank me tell you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In John's voice, he's hearing uproarious applause. <laughs> A standing O. Oh, he looks like he's like, why am I fucking here? Oh, no, no. Listen, so... I mentioned to you, oh, he does unhinged. Right. So he has no fucking clue about Anthony Cumia or anything. He knows now, thanks to John, that Anthony is a right winger. Mm -hmm. So let's watch Richard just fly off the handle here. A lot of people like that are actually angered because they, there's something about their life that they would love nothing more than to be able to do. What? But they can't You're saying Anthony's because they trans. don't have the courage. <laughs> uh, to be fair, his own fans have uh, uh, gone down this road. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I want to just say he gets angry at some point <laughs> to be who they really want to be. You know, you have people. Let's go ahead. Everybody knows Lindsey Graham. Everybody knows that Lindsey Graham had male oh, escorts signing ahead. non-disclosure this, agreements. This one was boring. But Richard does get into it at some point. I feel like I keep teasing it, but um, I'll start labeling these better. Where am I at? Oh, it's coming up the next uh, yeah. timestamp. Too far. There we go. The, the foul shit that they spew. There we go. Uh, there he is. There's my guy. <laughs> but I can tell you he's angered because he lacks the courage that they have to be who they truly want to be. Well, yeah, and guess I got to be honest, though, Anthony, in this current world, when he was in, especially when he was doing it, it was pretty, I don't want to say brave, obviously, but he went out on a ledge by himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. I just, from listening to Anthony, I don't think that's the issue there necessarily. No, no, definitely not. I, I definitely don't think so. But it's just funny to hear Richard get that passionate about it. When he has no fucking idea who this is. <laughs> Not even a little. Like, John wants to sue everyone that gets any minor detail about him wrong. <laughs> Whereas Richard just said on a broadcast that Anthony Cumia is a closeted trans person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John just had that on his show. John just let someone say that this ne- guy. <laughs> Next, I'm going to talk about this stupid, dumb, cunt piece of shit, Anthony Cumia, that beats his wife. <laughs> That's why I heard Shuli say this, and he's absolutely right. He says, whatever John accuses someone else of doing, 
he is roughly 30 seconds away from doing that himself. (laughs) So if John calls someone a racist, right around the corner is going to be some horrible racist comment that John doesn't realize is just doesn't fly. (laughs) A transgender. I'm still stuck on that. But because I've done some research on his childhood, his father always thought he was. John just said, in case you missed that. Is this about Kumia? John just said he did some research on Anthony Cumia's childhood. <laughs> Would you care to guess what that research entailed? Listening to ONA? Uh, well, Craig, I've done some listening to ONA, as you might know. And I would suspect that's pretty much where his research ended. <laughs> You're not going to believe there was spaghetti falling down the wall. I went to YouTube.com. <laughs> he stole coins from his, his dad's girlfriend and ate a whole box of ice cream sandwiches behind yeah. the store. Oh, does the name Buzz mean anything to you? (laughs) So let's hear about John's deep research into Anthony Cumia. Well, yeah, and guess what? Because I've done some research on his childhood. His father always thought he was gay, and his father wouldn't allow it. And, you know, when his father was a drunk. He did such good research into Anthony's uh, childhood that he just went past the part where he was like 13 having sex with a 20-year-old neighbor lady. (laughs) (laughs) I I just like the idea of like, uh, because, you know, Kirk works pretty hard on the case. And I said, boy, how did you nail Kevin Mailer as after he was arrested for murder? He goes, oh, I read his autobiography. (laughs) I just just listened to things Kevin Mailer said about himself. (laughs) Like John's idea of research <laughs> is just listening to the guy himself talk <laughs> on the radio 20 years ago. He said it, it's got to be true. <laughs> and, and and his mother was a drunk who also was a go-go dancer. This guy's had problems all his fucking childhood. <laughs> and now you can see it as it manifests in his and, adult life. <laughs> <laughs> I am now a therapist. <laughs> I dabble in therapy. <laughs> Him and his dad, they they were drunk driving a school bus down the whole coast of California. (laughs) I would love John just mentally diagnosing people. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. (laughs) These are the shows. I mean, this is what we always said about Tom Myers. If Tom Myers billed himself as the world's greatest comedian. Worst. I think think the world's greatest, but you say it ironically. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of money. Like, if he knew his market, and I he, think he could make money in comedy. And he if didn't John understood only, what was funny about him. Only if he didn't try to change anything about his stand-up, though. He would still exactly, have to approach yes. it the same. Yeah, you have, to, you have to do what you're doing. You can't lean into it at all. You just have to keep doing what you're doing, but also understand what's funny about you. John just doesn't have that. Although I do wonder if John gained self-awareness. I think that would be bad for everyone. No, definitely. Except for, you know, his kids and his loved ones. Definitely. And why did his father think that his son was gay? And maybe because he was playing with dolls. (laughs) (laughs) He played with dolls. Weren't they like uh, ventriloquist dummies that he cut the strings off? Yes. (laughs) He's playing with dolls. Anthony was called some words that we can't say anymore. (laughs) Turned into a very good show. But, but but maybe that's one of the things that he's angered about is because he's always had to push it down and keep that down. And, and maybe that's why Richard is so insisting free. that Anthony is a gay trans. He's person. definitely a homo. <laughs> Richard, based on nothing, is certain 
<laughs> I'm uh, I'm very welcoming, but this guy's definitely gay. <laughs> it, it's very it's it's very funny to watch like super liberal woke people like John is pretending to be. Mm-hmm. Because their instinct, like they're supposed to be these progressive, open-minded people, but their instinct is to threaten violence or call someone gay. <laughs> I bet if you, uh, I bet if you went up to John, you, know, you didn't ask him like uh, Democrat Republican. You were just like, "Hey, man, do you, uh, do you like when the government takes more or less of your money?" Oh, less, please. <laughs> do you want to you know how much money I was making a day? I can't afford to lose it. <laughs> That's what I mean. They could just do, go through all these questions and then be like, "Dude, you answered everything <laughs> to the right." <laughs> oh, John's John's if John soberly looked at himself, he would be a Republican. At what point? Uh, I guess never. I was going to say, what point does he look back and go, I can't believe I did that to myself. You got to give. Yeah, probably never, which is kind of a sad answer if you really start thinking about it. Mm. But we got to give you a good some next, next time. I'll bring a good Ohita clip if I can find one, because you want to talk about quick to violence. Love it. This guy, like, we should curb stomp these cocksuckers. <laughs> and take all their guns. He really gets, yes. Yeah, that's literally, that will be an argument of his. Jesus. <laughs> the reason we're allowed to carry guns is for people like this guy. <laughs> he's a he's a madman. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you vote for? Tell me now. <laughs> uh, let me hear a little more before we end with John. And angered and why he lashes out at people in the LGBTQ community. Because the truth is, is he's mad because he never got to be a part of something and he's you know I mean, think about that i mean Certainly i mean if he's gay, what richard is doing is he wants to call him gay but he knows he can't do that right He's never been a part of something. He was never part of a successful anything. <laughs> yeah, he was certainly he certainly never made millions of dollars doing. Oh my god, could you imagine if John knew how much Anthony was making a day? <laughs> His head would explode. He wouldn't be able to do the math. Were they making like 2 or 3 million dollars a year at one point or more uh, maybe? I think I think at their highest, I think even more than that. I think so. Yeah, I think NEW the deal they got to sit out might have been more than that. Yeah, wasn't it like a it was like two years, like eight million or something stupid. Because Opie, crazy, yeah. Opie only did short-term contracts. <laughs> yeah, which is wild. Which looking and the back, longest one I think they signed was NEW. And yeah. then after that, they started doing one year at a time. And then looking back, Anthony was probably like, man, I wish I was locked in for like 10 more years when this happened. <laughs> well, so the bad thing about WNEW was they couldn't be on air while they were getting paid. Right. That's right. Well, you know, I, mean, that's I meant to sit out two years. I meant with serious. Oh yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that, that was. Uh, I th- I still think in the next five years we'll have some sort of in studio Opie and Anthony show. I really don't think so. Did you see what Opie's doing now? Uh, is it the normal bridge troll shit? He's still making clips, but now he's got got them like well produced, mm-hmm. but they're awful clips. So it's like, like create like, you know, music and electricity and all that. Yeah. And then it's like him going, Anthony used to be funny, but then he started ranting about race and it got to be too much. He's just a racist. Watch the Opie radio show. <laughs> I got to talk to Bruce about getting Opie on 550. It'd be something. I'm Opie's producer. I'm a mole. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. No, dude, this is great. <laughs> I, I I honestly could immediately make him his show sound good from where wow. he's doing it. What a guy! He's like, well, I, I don't know why people eh, whatever. But right uh, now people are writing. Why don't you make this one sound good? <laughs> this one does. It sounds like we're in the same room if you're just listening. 
Pretty fair. Pretty snazzy. All right. I think that's enough, John, for today. Yeah. <laughs> do you have time to get to the people's questions? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do a few. Let's do this, some of the Patreon questions. Um, let me. I have to refine it because I had to uh, change the amount <laughs> when we were talking about patrons. I went, "Oh, I forgot to readjust the one dollar tier." <laughs> Because I still can't find the. That's grant. no big deal. If you squeak it under the wire, that's fine. Yeah, but you reminded me. Uh, all right, let's see. Um. Uh, Kirk is Paul in Rhode Island. Kirk is famous for not wanting to be spoken to. Um. That said, how did you, a street teamer, and Kirk come to be friends, and eventually his number, <laughs> his number two? <laughs> that has to be like they're being funny, right? <laughs> I don't know. I have a good friends, uh, but I assume the real question is like, how did I get on the show? Basically, yeah. Um, he was honestly just nice to me. Like, oh, I think he means. Uh, this sounds like it was when he came on Trash Talk or whatever show you were doing. So. I had talked to him um, when I worked with Barstool. I think I just tweeted something about wanting to have him on. And he DM'd me after that and said, anytime. And I was like, oh, shit. So I had him on when I was at Barstool. So that was like my opening to have him on Trash Talk, I guess. And at the time, I was in the same building. But yeah, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have gone up to him and been like, will you come on my show? <laughs> uh, next question from Steve. Oh, that's not. I thought Steve Schnell. <laughs> That's um, as a newer listener, I would love to hear the backstory of how you got uh, of you guys and how the ONA show intersected with your career. Uh, that might my career that might not be all that interesting to others who already know the story. So I understand if you don't want to retread that material. Does he mean does this? He, does he mean this show? Does he think we're like friends with Opie and Anthony or something? Well, Mike, uh, I I work for I have a similar boss that they had <laughs> Bruce once. Bruce Mittman. Yeah, Bruce Mittman. Uh, well, I th- I'm, I'm assuming. I believe this will answer his question. Um, I think he just means like I was a big Opie and Anthony fan back in the day, mm-hmm. and then it became a thing where I started. I like there was very little like our boy Sion Z that we talk about the mushed mouth mm-hmm. fellow there. Whatever he is now. The mushed mouth drunkard. Although I don't know if we're allowed to like him because I think he has beef with Royce and Mersh. Really? I think we have to take a side on that one. And I'm going with Royce. Why is yeah, definitely. But why does he have beef with uh them? I don't know. I think he's shit on them before for some reason. I don't I don't know enough about it. I'd have to ask Royce. Is it real beef or fun beef? I don't know. I don't know. We'll investigate. We're we're gonna hold off talking about unique slash Zion Z slash dead man. But uh, <laughs> I saw shit like that on YouTube and it was very, there was not a lot of it, but I was like, oh, well, I like this shit. And that's like, I saw there was kind of an audience for it. So I was like, I would like to talk more about that kind of stuff, whether it was open Anthony at the time or just like the podcast that I'm going do. And now, you know, Brendan Schaub and stuttering John and that shit. Like I was just interested in it. And it used to be like, I would talk about, I, I mean, I, I still like sports, but like towards the end, like when I was at Barstool, there was a point where I didn't even realize this, but I was like faking how much I was still into sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like at a certain point, I just realized like, oh, talk about the stuff I'm really interested in. And then hopefully that'll work. 
Yeah, and then one day Mike was looking for a producer, and I sent him my show and said, "I he like just listed all the right podcasts." <laughs> I said all these things that all hit. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, if you want to hear an O and A ripoff show, you can listen to my other program. Oh, it's a very good show. Yeah, very good show. dot org. Um, let's see. Up oh, wrong page. Uh, what is your favorite scene slash plot in Seinfeld not involving Jerry? Not involving. I think possibly. I mean, this is just first that comes to mind. I'd have to really sit down and do a thorough ranking. Mm. But my favorite scene ever might be um, when Kramer, Kramerica Industries, when Kramer has the intern, Darren, mm-hmm. and um, he comes back from the bathroom. And, uh, oh, I guess this involves Jerry, though. This doesn't count. Mine would definitely be when Kramer adopts the highway. That's it. Uh, really? Yeah, I just like the the idea of luxury lanes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I guess this does technically involve Jerry, but Kramer comes back from the bathroom and Darren is recapping what happened while he left. And he says, uh, when, when, when Jerry got up and went to the bathroom, Mr. Costanza dipped his hand in his, in Mr. Seinfeld's water to clean it off and then remarked to me, this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> but also in that same episode is um, when the uh, the woman from Darren's college is going over the things in Kramer's apartment. Oh, or when uh, Kramer's driving until he runs out of gas. It's another great one. It's a good one. See, I love these later. Go listen to the Seinfeld episode. Why are you laughing? I do love these later episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd have to think of it to give you a more thorough answer. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Here's, I don't know. Here's a question from, uh, Dan Sullivan. Uh, what do you see as the future of blind Mike project slash? Why are you laughing? And what do you envision five, 10 years from now? Well, I thought Craig is learning this now. Cause I thought I texted Craig recently and said, I was thinking about making blind Mike project Patreon only. And oh. I don't think I'm going to do that now. Stop hurting my brain. <laughs> What, what changed your mind? Uh, I don't know. I was like, yeah, you know what? I still like doing it. I think we're just going to change the way the Patreon is set up, particularly with why you laughing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that's more of what people want. The but Patri- then, yeah. The Patreon is going to be leaning more heavily towards that end. Yeah. We're definitely do more while you laughing stuff. But then in my mind, if we were still doing blind Mike project, maybe the live episodes will just be on a higher tier or something, but there's no reason we can't still release the weekly episodes for free. Right. You know? Yeah. I was going to start. So, yeah. I was going to, we st- might still do that. I was going to start, um, you know, put it in my claims for the RSS. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, five, 10 years, who the hell knows? I, I wanted to, Maybe I shouldn't talk about this yet. <laughs> I want I, me and Carl were talking about doing something together and he's been super busy lately. So I don't know if he's lost interest in that entirely. Um, I hope we can still keep working on that, but like I like doing stuff with those guys. It seems like when I come back, I'm going to do Royce's show again. So like, I don't know, maybe working with one of those guys. Like I like doing stuff with a lot of the people that I'm doing stuff with. And like if KMS is still around, then I'd like to be doing that still too. So and also with me, he he said that too. 
Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, especially that. <laughs> no, I, I would like to be doing most of the things I'm doing now just uh, bigger and better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Improving everything. I was at the vigil. This is from Cameo Blind Mike. I was at the vigil slash Jack's Abbey, and I was very surprised by the live show. Uh, I know you didn't know it was coming as well. I don't fuck me. That doesn't make any sense. What was going through your head when Kirk and Steve started setting up? <laughs> um, I don't get the question. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I was. I don't remember being crazy taken back by it. <laughs> um. Uh, can you give us an update on what whatever trashy miniseries Alba is making you watch? <laughs> oh, let me let me get this clear because he's referring to a teacher, right? Yeah. Uh, the breakdown of a teacher, I loved. I loved doing that. That was fun. <laughs> but I should I should note, I usually make Alba watch these with me. <laughs> They're always fun. I always because watch dumb shit. That's like something that. like she'll tell me about it. And I'm like, we got to give this a try <laughs> because I also know it's fun to talk about on here. Oh yeah. But I haven't found a good one yet. She watched Dahmer without me and I was annoyed. Mm. Bitch. Motherfucker. Oh, Ted's Ted's alive. We got a Ted pulse. Okay. Uh, He's got a couple questions. All right. Has adding the fifteen and twenty dollar tiers produced significantly more revenue? Uh, yeah. Because even like <laughs> what <laughs> this was like our stuttering John moment. Guess how much I make a month? <laughs> well, oh. I'm not saying. <laughs> no, no, I know. No, I know. But then you just going, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it has. <laughs> um, I mean, not crazy significant, but. Like, just look at it as if we had one $20 member, that's $21 members. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's definitely. Simple helped. math. It's definitely helped. Yeah. Um, Over or under December 31st, 2023 for the death of the Blind Mike Project. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand. I see him. I continuously see him saying that. What does he mean? Like, he, I'm not going to want to do it. I think his his because we can't get, even if even if we had no listeners it can't get canceled. He's one of the guys. Would have to be me yeah, deciding no. not to do it. Yeah, he's one of the guys that just hates me. So he's like anything to get him off the program. Um, right. Oh, but but I but I guess what is the insinuation that like the government would make us stop? Who I, who's I, canceling the program? I, don't I guess know. is what I'm asking. His first one was like six months in, and we're well past that at this point. So yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. But that's what I'm saying. Is he saying that like I'm gonna get sick of doing it? Maybe I have not got that feeling once. No, like I said, I almost made it just Patreon, but that would just be a business move. Mm. Uh, do you agree that people named Jeff who spell it G E O F F are losers? Well, they didn't choose that yeah. lifestyle. Their parents might be. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Unless that's I don't want to be part of. Is that directed at someone specific? Uh, yeah, it's getting into a, a Massachusetts political one. Um, okay, I don't want to be part of <laughs> whatever this is. Craig, who is the better boss, cranky old man Jerry Callahan or the diminutive Bruce Mittman? Well, one of those two is actually my boss. Uh, Mittman? Yep. Well, who's better to work with? Um, 
They're both great, actually. <laughs> I was just trying uh, to, Ted, I'm sorry. I was just I was just trying to think. <laughs> the only, the I only, mean, I guess that's what Ted wanted, probably. Well, the, the what, thing, other, what other answer would you expect from this the weasel? The thing with Jerry that gets They're tough. Great. I wish I wish I could work with them both more, actually. <laughs> well, it's in different ways. That's why I was thinking. I was like, uh, I kind of wish they could just come home with me when I leave here. Like, for instance, working for Bruce is kind of sick because I do this every day and he doesn't give a shit. Right. Um. Jerry gets so fucking mad at stuff I have no control of, like his shitty main internet. I've heard that. I won't say from who, but I've heard it from other people. I'm sure you have. Like, he'll start glitching and everyone's like, why does it sound like this? And I'm like, I keep telling him. (laughs) I go, I have two studios. Pick one and we'll record from it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I meant to ask you this. Yep. Oh, no, never mind. I want to ask Kirk this. I think you brought it up. What? Didn't you say yesterday he was going to do uh yeah, the show will be 38 minutes today. That was me. Okay, that was you. I got to yeah. ask Kirk that about that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got the, the I don't think we were on air or anything. Were we? No, no, but it just dawned on me. I have to bring that up. He's got two times that he likes. 38 minutes and 55 minutes. <laughs> it's got to be a radio thing, but I just don't know the I, I could not tell you. It's um, very funny. Will Mike VGS ever return to why you're laughing? Uh, hey, you can if he wants. He's shown no interest in returning. So he, did I tell you I talked to him about this? I don't think so. Uh, I was like, yeah, you, you like never do it anymore. He's like, I thought you guys kicked me off. And I go, why would you think that? When? Yeah. I go, that never happened. We give you he shit. Couldn't, he couldn't do it. And then I just didn't. We've been doing it remote. So I, I wouldn't. If we're doing it remote, he probably won't be on. No. Because that would be annoying. Three people. Three people's tough. Because even when I have to like, whenever we have a guest on, I have to like really choose my spots when I talk because it's three people over Zoom. Yeah. All that shit. But I would just say like, uh, I didn't know how I would do. That's why I had four people in at first because I didn't know how it was going to be. I like it to be more of a conversation. So I didn't know how it was going to be uh, if it was just me and Craig or just me and Matt. And then we were in a position where it was just me and Matt once. And I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And then I didn't know if Craig would be the same. And he has been. He's been good when it's just me and Craig. So I don't know that we need a bunch of people on there. But if Mike wants to do it, he's always welcome. Of course. And then um, I just got my my studio. I just like pimped it out. Got everything hidden. Nice clean table. No more wires on top. Yeah. And uh, I got new... New cameras and shit, so we can even do them there now and just do it like we used to do, like four. Yeah, I think in November and December, I'd like to bang a bunch out. Yeah, we can do that. Hey, Mike, you're invited. Well, <laughs> let's, let's see how he does by then. <laughs> see how that noodle's doing. I really enjoyed. Someone asked that question once, and I said, "Boy." I hadn't really thought about it, but we haven't skipped a beat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to like fucking off himself now. Yeah, I just know it bothers him. I, I, I like Mike. He knows that, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I go, dude, you're the one that fired yourself from the show, apparently. <laughs> we've never said that. And well, I'm like, th- he's like, well, like three people said I suck on there. And I'm like, oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can always text me and ask me to come on or whatever. I don't care. No. Just on the on the, uh, Streamyard, it would be annoying. That's yes, the main reason. Yes, it would. Um, I think there was one more. 
Uh, as, Don- as Danny Polishchuk continues to delve into conspiracy <laughs> theories related to the Grammys and Peter Schickola, uh, it becomes more and more evident that he will start to lose his mind, a la Owen Benjamin. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. How much <laughs> How much of the blame will you take? <laughs> <laughs> That's very- Who's that from? Uh, so Ryan. That's very funny, Ryan. Um, I think we deserve all of it, right? Uh, no, because he didn't give us any credit, so he's clearly not thinking of us. So therefore, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is we deserve all the blame, probably, but then you could also say we deserve all the credit. So yeah. I don't know. I think we might be bl- based on the boys' cast. I think we're blameless. Uh, do you have any interest in an Owen Benjamin episode of Why Are You Laughing? It was that could be a short one, I think. Uh, yeah, I've thought about that for sure, but yeah, it might be better as a short. Uh, so that's I, a little tidbit I'll get. It, it just, this is just for the people who made it two hours into the podcast. Um, we'll probably start doing Why You Laughing shorts and possibly bonus episodes as well coming up here. Yeah, that's what so that's we, that's big what announcement. when we're saying like, uh, it's going to be more Why You Laughing centric. Yeah. If, you, if you're wondering what we mean by that, it's like this tier might have this little thingy and then this one and blah, yeah. blah, blah. You'll see. And I'd also like, like uh, my big thing is I worry about, like if you're paying $15, $20, I feel like you deserve a lot more. But then it's also, it feels weird uh, like to deprive other people who are also paying of shit. So I'd like it to be like, listen, pay what you want. And like, if you want to pay $5, that's fine. And you still get everything. Cause I know that's how a lot of Patreons do it. I just feel weird for the higher level tiers. You know what I mean? The ones that have already been like loyal. Yeah. We should do a board meeting soon. So you get their thoughts. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll get the gang together. We'll do that. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, Owen Benjamin, that could be, he's a fascinating topic. That could be one we start out as a short, but then we really get into it and realize it's a, a long. What my fear with that one is we're going to talk uh, just about how he's a right wing lunatic for about 50 minutes. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, right. That would be the, that would be the big chunk of it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well, that's the thing about bonus episodes is like we could do shit like that where we don't know. Like that Danny Polish Chuck episode could have been a bonus. Why are you laughing? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, blindmike.net. For all those big changes, all the big doings going on back here, go to blindmike.net. You can subscribe to that Patreon. Get those numbers up. We've hit a wall, people, so we need you. And um, Tell two friends. Yeah, and listen, if you don't want to uh, pay, if you just want to test the waters a little bit more for uh, for free, you know, rip us off, then uh, feel free to do that. Give us a five-star review. You can support the show that way. Subscribe on YouTube. That all supports the show. Yep. Um, and Quincy, <laughs> tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever else we got. Go to the Patreon. We got a bunch of shit. It'll be like I'm I never left. We got plenty of stuff popping up over the uh next week on the Patreon. So check all that out and we'll talk to you guys. Oh, and verygoodshow.org. Yeah, go there and tell another two friends. All right, goodbye. Until then, have yourself a great day and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh?